The scripture, last week we heard about the unbinding of Abraham. And today, after Sarah has passed, Isaac is looking for a partner. Let us hear the word. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you will only make successful the way I am going, I am standing here by the spring of water. Let the young woman who comes out to draw, to whom I shall say, Please, give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the one the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebecca coming out with her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew. I said to her, Please, let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will also water your camels. So I drank, and she also watered the camels. Then I said, asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arms. Then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to obtain the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you will deal loyally and truly with my master, tell me. And if not, tell me, so that I may turn either to the right hand or to the left. And they, and they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will. So they sent away their sister Rebekah and her nurse, along with Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, May you, our sister, become thousands of myriads. May your offspring gain possession of the gates of their foes. Then Rebekah and her maids rose up, mounted the camels, and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had come from Bralhairoi and was settled in the Negev. Isaac went out in the evening to walk in the field, and looking up, he saw camels coming. And Rebekah looked up, and when she saw Isaac, she slipped quickly from the camel and said to the servant, Who is the man over there walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. He, he took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Holy Wisdom, Holy Word. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading today comes from Matthew. Let us stand for the Gospel. It is a, a different kind of commitment, but a holy commitment and a holy yoke, as Isaac is to Rebekah. 
But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by their deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I was meditating on the passage this week on uh, the weary. (laughs) And I think that my house tripled or quadrupled in the amount of laundry that needed to happen. And my phone, it didn't seem to work. (laughs) And so the, the commitments became heavy. And I kept meditating on this. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke, Bill Ferguson found this image right in the middle of the sermon during first service. (laughs) He found it on his iPad and it popped up and everybody was looking over. Wow. So this is a yoke. So we have two oxen, two black oxen, with a piece of wood that binds them. And what they're doing is plowing the field. And this is the image that Christ gives. He says, you had a chance to grieve, and you didn't. And you had a chance to dance, and you didn't. So I'm going to show you what it looks like to dance and to grieve and to bear this burden. And so the image is of our the part of our body where actually the soul comes into our body in, in traditions called the wind gate. So if you're ever feeling a little wobbly, you call yourself back home through this part of your body. <laughs> you come back into your body. And this is the part where we are yoked. It's where a stole is placed. It's where the sacred symbol of our lives is placed, is in the yoke. And This is very sacred territory. I don't know when this yoke was placed on me. And I don't know what it's going to feel like this afternoon. I kind of know what it feels like now. And I don't know what it feels like for you, but I'm curious. 
I think the yoke was placed on us long before we knew it and long before we even thought about church. And so what that individual devotion, the individual devotion of our own yoke, it's always changing and it's always something that we stay connected to in our private lives. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> and so the yoke today, the part of ourselves that we call in communion with Christ, in that golden ring between Isaac and Rebecca, the golden ring of commitment, today we celebrate that in community. So this yoke happens. We have marriage. Marriage, I don't know who gave us marriage. It's been around Christ and marriage. In, uh, there's a healer in Mexico who I got to hear speak, Araceli, and she was talking about how there used to be these temples where we go and we learn about compassion and we learn about trust. And we go deep. You know, these were big, like, turn you inside out. I'm going to learn what trust is. And I'm going to learn what compassion is. And then you go to another one. You're going to learn what commitment is. She said, we don't need to do that anymore because we have marriage. <laughs> but even our friendships, sometimes our friendships outlast our marriages, you know? <laughs> these friendships where we learn over and over again what it means to show up and what it means to really be known. This is the yoke of Christ. In each friendship, in each marriage, in each relationship where two people come together to really know each other, there's a, there's a yoke behind them. There's a spirit that holds them together. And there is a light that shines only for them, that they may birth the perfection in each other. And when we come to community today and we come to the sacred table, all of us have brought all of ourselves here. And if you didn't, please bring yourself in. If there's a part of yourself that you thought wasn't good enough and you thought you had to leave it at the door, call it in now. Because that's the part that we need. <laughs> and that's the part where we get to really see you. And that's the part where you really get to see me. Because we all know that church can be hard. It's, it, when it, in my life, probably in everybody's life, there's a part of church that says, oh, can I really bring my whole self? Are these people really going to be able to hold me? And when we're real, we really can. So bring your whole self, because the table can hold it, whatever it is. So this community that we've come together at the table, um, two weeks ago at Seattle U, Joanna Macy spoke. She is an eco-philosopher, um, and she had a photographer with her. His name is Christopher Jordan, and he took pictures of albatross. And I don't think we have an albatross picture, but he had cute albatrosses, like the families, you know, how they birthed their babies. They're just... And then his photographs changed. And he showed one that had died and had cut open its stomach, and it was bearing plastic. 
because it had held the plastic that, we, that is, is in the ocean right now. And he said what he learned over and over again from these birds was that they are messengers. And he learned not to see them as victims, but they are holy messengers for what is needed. And as I was reflecting on this and on the life of Christ and on our own lives, the places where we go into victim or where we go into how we've been hurt is the place where our message lives. And that's the place, that's the sacred territory where we are yoked to Christ. To see ourselves not as birds full of plastic or people full of wounds or something that cannot be held by a community of faith. Instead, to see ourselves as messengers for the good news. It's a, shift in, it's a shift in how we see ourselves. And that's the shift that can happen here because we've come together in a spiritual community and in a spiritual heart. That we can come here and turn that over to each other and to God. And turn it over that the table can transform how we see ourselves. And our work is really to learn how to speak the truth about these things. To speak the truth about what's what's inside us, that, that to speak that truth without blame and without judgment. It's easy, right? <laughs> to be a messenger of light is to bear the yoke of light and to be a messenger. It transforms the story. Jesus transforms the story over and over and over and over and over and over again. Transforms the story that new light can come out of what we thought was garbage. So to be real and to bear the yoke of light, uh, Joanna Macy also says, one of the things I love, she says, um, she's got like five principles she lives by, and we all have ours, and you have yours, and I. (laughs) One of hers is, act your age. And, you know, I can, I'm 37, I I get that. But um, she says, when you're, when you're speaking, about what you believe, then act the 40 billion years of humanity. I, I don't have the right number. But act that age in terms of your humanity, that when you're speaking from your humanity, you're speaking from something much older within you. Or the 15 billion years of cosmic energy and dust. Speak from that place. And where I went is, act, Christians, let's act our age that we have thousands of years of wisdom in us, and we are still thousands of years, that we are still learning what it means to walk with the yoke of Christ. They were still learning what it means to plow the field. They were still learning what it means to hold each other in love and to bear the weight and the grief of the world and to bear the weight of dancing upon it. So our primary yoke, that's the, that's the stuff we get to be curious about. What's it going to be like this afternoon? What's it going to be like when I go to sleep tonight? What's it going to be like if I wake up tomorrow? I might wake up tomorrow and get to do it again. 
And what's it going to be like? Who's this person I'm committed to? What are they going to be like this afternoon? And who is this community I've committed to? What are they going to be like? To really find how we can yoke ourselves to each other and to the light so that we can be renewed. This is the promise. This is the promise at the table. To grieve and to dance and to do it again. And to be willing to bear ourselves in innocence. And to bear the truth of who we are. Amen.